Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. Welcome back to Nevertheless, Shalee Persisted. It's me. It's your girl, Shalee. And you guys, we have another guest on the pod. I know it's been a hot second, but we've got another guest. Grace! Introduce yourself, girl. Hi. So my name is Grace McNamee, and um, I do theater with Shalee. <laughs> she does theater. She's doing Joseph with me. We're having a good, grand old time. It's great. Grace, listen, when we have guests on the podcast, when we, when I have guests <laughs> on the podcast, uh, I got to know, what other nicknames do you go by? Yeah, of course. So in middle school, everyone called me Gracie, Love. which cute. I, I kind of hated it. Don't oh, know why, but <laughs> take it back. Don't call her that. My parents also call me that, so that might be why, but it's cute. It's great. But my main nickname is Grack, <laughs> which is the name of my Finsta. Shout out if you want to follow my Finsta. But I just made that my Finsta name in like high school and then all my friends started calling me Grack. And It's true. I do f- feel like Grack fits you more than Gracie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And now my family members call me that, which is a little strange, but it's a great time. Oh my God. I love that. Well, happy to have you on the pod. I'm so excited. She is an avid listener. She's been there since day one, folks. Yes. So I have. I love a good podcast. Yeah. And now you get to be on it. Whoa. I know. So full it's circle. It's been crazy. a long time coming. It has. Alrighty. So before we get into the gratitude list, just going to say, just going to throw this out there. Um, Sound is like not on my side today, so just bear with me. I got a new mic for good old Grack here, um, and it was from Walmart, and it's really <laughs> shitty because I forgot to bring another mic. So um, bear with me. Also, so many people are so fucking noisy in the hallway today, and my fridge is like bonkers. So you know what? Sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. <laughs> Am I right? Alrighty. Are you ready to dig in? Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so number one on my list, very topical for having you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Bush Gardens. Period. <laughs> work. <laughs> so, listen, I've never been to Bush Gardens before. Um, and we went this, like, I can't say weekend, but it was our weekend. Yeah, our, our, weekend. our, our days, days off. <laughs> which are Monday and Tuesday. So, our weekend. Um, and it was an incredible experience. Never been there before. Never. I mean, I'm from the West Coast, so no one really talks about Bush Gardens. Yeah. And like coming here and into this cast with people who have either worked at Bush Gardens or are just close to it, like the hype is real for it is Bush real. Gardens. <laughs> and I understand it now. It's a great time. Yeah. So roller coasters, 10 out of 10. We kind of went on like a really funny but also good day because it was like kind of shitty weather. Yeah. In like kind of misty and rainy, which sounds miserable, but it really it wasn't kept the people that bad. Too. Well, yeah, we <laughs> didn't wait for like anything. We waited for one ride, which was like an the, inside when it was brand new. Right. So. What is it? The dark coaster? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It used to be called Dark Castle when it was like the little. Right. Not a roller coaster. <laughs> right. 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 But we definitely had a core memory on. 
that one ride. Pan- Pantheon? Pantheon? Yes. Yeah. I'm really bad at the names. I'm yeah, like, yeah. You know, the one that does the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Explain that. So we got pelted by rain. Pretty much is what happened. So we were on, we were getting on the ride and it wasn't raining when we started. Right. And then we're sitting on the ride and it started pouring. Yeah. And we were like, oh no, this is going to be awful. And this ride goes 73 miles an hour yeah. and it's outside. Right. And we were all just like screaming on the ride because it hurt. Like yeah. we were all just like, ow, ow. Cause right, like right. rain was hitting us. I had a hood over my head. Couldn't see anything. It was, <laughs> it was so good. It, it was, was fun though. It was great. Yeah, just, a, I think that was my favorite roller coaster. Me too. Yeah. It and it like, we have a great group. Like they're all amusement park people. Yeah. So it was great. We saw a show. What was that called? Celtic Something Fire. Fire. Celtic Fire. That was rad. It's incredible. I've seen it too many times, but it's, it's so good. And yeah. listen, guys, the tapping, the Irish stepping, but oh my God, there was this one tapper that was so good. Yes. And yeah, I <laughs> I almost said that he's super hot, but I'm like, do I say that? <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah, he's super short hot. Short king. He is, well, I mean, it explains my type to a T. He was yeah, a short king and had tattoos yeah. all up and down his arms. When he's new. Right. Because the people that are normally, this show Are is they like, two girls? No. Oh. The Americans are always like oh. a guy and a girl, but they, like the bride and groom have been the same for the last, like, I think before COVID, for like five years in a row. Yeah. They were like the same. They're different now, but like a lot of people stay in this show that are like the dancers right. they stay for a long time well that's the thing it's like they're because one of the the irish dancers looked really familiar to me and so i kind of looked him up and he's tiktok famous yeah for showing his oh, yes, girlfriend how that, to yeah, yeah yeah to irish step yeah i don't remember what his name is so i'll look it up i'll post it on my instagram which <laughs> you know plug here here we go i always do this follow great me dancer. <laughs> yeah great dancer but also um Follow me at Neverthelessly Persisted for all the the behind the scenes and little snippets that I'll show you. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, ten out of ten experience. Had a blast. Would go again. Great. There's my first point. Mine actually kind of my first one kind of goes with that. Oh, amazing. I put um, waking up early, and I said on you Bush Gardens put that? Day. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Well, I miss <laughs> like when we were driving. Uh huh. Like when we met you at the Duncan, mm-hmm. I was driving and I was like. It's actually kind of nice to, like, be up because it was, like, yeah. 8.45 and we were, like, up and going. Right. And I said, this is actually kind of nice. Yeah. I wake up early when I'm home, but not here. Right, right. <laughs> Fredericksburg well, Cast House. Yeah, you guys stay up so late. We stay up until 2 a.m. almost every night. And which, it could not be me. No, it's a little crazy. No, I love mornings. Like, I'm such a morning person now, which I didn't used to be, but, like, yeah. ooh, I love a good morning. I think once I move, too, I'll be... Yeah, yeah, a morning yeah. person. Right. Otherwise, I just won't. Because like when I'm on my own, I go to bed at like ten o'clock. <laughs> right. I go to bed really early. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I actually enjoyed waking up early that one day. Right. Well, <laughs> and like because you're in the cast house, <laughs> you got to talk about Carson what he did when, to wake you guys up. Oh my gosh, it was actually really great. So Carson is a very shout out Carson, our yeah. music director, who also lives in the cast house. Um, he is a very just loves theme parks mm-hmm. um so much and we told him that we needed a wake-up call yeah. on the morning of bush gardens because we were all getting up at like 7 50 like eight o'clock which we never do and he played the bush gardens theme music yes. on his phone and then marched down the hallway and 
was banging on all of our doors going, Bush Gardens Day! <laughs> so that's how we woke up. It was a great time. That's so great. I, I think it. Caitlin was jolted awake. Shout out Caitlin. Yeah. My roomie. <laughs> bestie girl. But yeah, she was jolted awake. I was already awake when it happened, so I right. got to experience the full thing. I'm great. obsessed. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> ah, that's a great one. Um, okay, my second point is revisiting old go-to coffee orders. Okay. So I did this the other day because I went to Starbucks because I had some stars that I had to use that yeah, day. Yeah, of course. Um, so naturally, I had to go get a coffee. But it was, um, I don't know if it was our off day. doesn't matter. But um, I got like a caramel macchiato, which is like what I used to get yeah. in high school all mm-hmm. the time because like, I've been a barista after, like, in, in my college days, and I know that, like, Starbucks macchiatos, like, aren't actually macchiatos, so once I found that out, I was like, I can never have one again <laughs> at Starbucks, um, but I did have one this time, and it was, like, so nostalgic. Like, I know it's oh, just yeah. coffee, but I was like, this this is great every once in a while. <laughs> I would feel the same way if I got, like, I used to get, like, pink drinks all the time. Oh, yeah. If I got that again, I would... Yeah. feel the same way or like I can't even remember the last time I had a frappuccino like it had to have been like middle school that time that they gave us <gasps> oh my god yeah all of the giant drinks yeah yeah that we went to sense. Starbucks during ghost and they messed up some order or maybe the people left in front of us oh they like ordered a bunch of stuff and then they just pulled out of the line well sucks for them because we got their drinks for we got free. four like venti, like wraps, right? Caramel frappuccinos. Yeah, I think. yeah, and they were. It was good. They were good. Yeah. Should I have had that before singing Ghost? No, but like <laughs> whatever. But we did. And it was fine. <laughs> but it happened. So that's my second point. Love that. Um, mine is. This is gonna sound insane. The Phantom of the Opera. So. Oh geez. I have never seen the Phantom oh, of the Opera. Okay. Yes. And. I heard mixed reviews. I know it's like sure. a great show, and I've listened to the music, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know. And I knew like the basic storyline, but like not really embarrassing for myself. But my parents went to see it on Broadway like probably five years ago. Right. And my dad loves Phantom, but he they didn't like this. They didn't like the Broadway show. Right. And then I've had friends that have gone recently that also just like it wasn't their favorite. And so sure. it's like weird. So we watched the 25th right anniversary yeah, uh-huh. a phantom um shout out to caitlin's family for the broadway hd <gasps> um, <laughs> but we watched it and i was just like it was amazing i loved it sierra killed it it was so funny watching you watch phantom because oh, yeah, you I'm like sure. didn't know the plot no so like anytime someone died you would be like <gasps> i just like <laughs> i it's just been a long time since i've been around someone who hasn't seen it so yeah. it just like is like oh yeah this and this and this happens like it doesn't really phase me anymore but yeah it was great well, and that's how like everybody was kind of like oh yeah but everybody was laughing because i right. literally was like oh my god and then i was sobbing at the end i was full-on sobbing <laughs> yeah but it was great i loved it oh, i haven't listened to that music in a hot second too so it's, it's been like a while and wow some of those songs slap so hard they do they really do point of no return come on oh yeah yeah it was great and the title number is great too yeah but, of course yeah 10 out of 10 that was great for sure my fave whoa whoa um okay my third point is being a regular somewhere so the example that i'm going to use is us at the gym 
yes. um, at Gold's Gym. Shout out to Gold's and letting us have a partnership with you so I can go to the gym whenever I want. Shout out to Alex and David. I'm exactly about to talk. Yes, yes, yes. So there, well, I haven't seen David in a while, but Alex, I saw the other day. Was he back? Yes, but I know why he wasn't there. So, okay, okay, going back. Alex is the guy who works at the front desk. And um, very nice, very cool. Um, easy to chat with. But we, like, left because of tech week, so we didn't, like, visit the gym very often because, duh. Um, but then when we got back, we, like, Alex really wasn't around. No, he was gone. No. So I found out it's because he got a promotion. <gasps> so he's work. I mean, he still is sometimes working behind the desk, but he's working at one of those, like, open cubicles now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we just didn't see him. Yeah. Have you seen David? No. There's another guy named David, and I haven't seen him at all. We didn't see him as much. Yeah. But he was also very nice. Yeah. Dang. So, sad. But That is sad. It's nice being regular. It is. Alex is really interested in what I'm reading always. So, I did bring this book yesterday because I was going on a walk. And Mm -hmm. um, he was like, oh, that looks different than your other books. I'm like, it it is. Because I've been reading a lot of fantasy and, like, dystopian novels, basically. Novels. Jeez. It's a YA book, actually. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah. Being regular. That's my third point. I love that. Um, my third point is watching shows with friends. Yeah. Um, in the cast house, we've been watching Wife Swap. Great show. (laughs) From literally the 2000s. Yeah. It's such a great show. And we've been, like, looking up certain episodes that, like, went viral, like, on TikTok. Because there's, like, like the the bacon bacon. kid. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't watched that one yet, but we will. But, like. That one's so good. We watched another one last night. I think it was last night. All the days collide it's here true. in Fredericksburg. I don't yeah. know what's going on. But we watched Wife Swap, and it was just, it's such a great time. Because we're all just in, you know, 2000s shows like that are just insane. Right. And it's a great time. Heck, yeah. <laughs> oh, Wife Swap. I do love that show. I haven't watched it in a really long time, though. It's so interesting. Yeah. The people that are on it. <laughs> yes, correct. The last one we watched... um, at like they do a table talk at the end to like oh. go over stuff and the man like flipped the table and they like almost fall and got into a fist fight. Love that. It was these men really don't be standing up for the like wife that swaps because a lot of the times the men will like like the wife that swapped like oh. their ideas and stuff. Oh. And then when they get to the table read, they won't defend the woman because then their like actual wife is there so they just oh. don't yeah yikes because we love this guy because he was like kind of going with everything that the like other wife was saying and we were like oh yeah this is great and then just didn't do shit he didn't say anything at the table read wow and i was like oh it's always scoop no but it's always a fun time yeah naturally okay number what four yes yeah okay number four i'm finishing a to-do list oh uh, yeah i love it it happened to me yesterday, and I said, this, this is peak. <laughs> I feel so good. And maybe it's just because I'm getting older and becoming a grandma, but, like, I love, like, physically crossing off things on oh, my yeah. to-do list. Like, I write that shit out, so I feel accomplished when it's scratched out. So, that was me yesterday. I love that. It was a great time. I don't be making lists, but... <laughs> I do know this about you. <laughs> I'm, yes. like, I'm not a list girly. <laughs> I have made them before, and then nothing ever happens with them. Sure. Because I just don't. Right. I either don't do the things that are on the list ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I do them, but I just, like, 
mm-hmm. only do one so it's like not that satisfying well to like eh. yeah no I get it I would use, like I used to write like 10 points on my to-do list mm-hmm. usually and then my therapist said maybe we should tone it back a little bit and I have so that's great I definitely do that too because I'll write like a ton of stuff and right. then I just don't and then it's like too much and then I don't do it yeah yeah because if I don't get it done then my brain is like you piece of shit yeah <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's this is called growth, people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um, my fourth point is Carly Fortune books. Hopefully, I'm saying her name right. Yeah. Um, she's only written two books, but but they're good. They're great. Every summer after is the first one I read, and mm-hmm. then right now I'm reading Meet Me at the Lake. Meet me by the lake. Meet me at. The, I don't know. They're great. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Um. Every Summer After is really great, though. The books, I will say, are a little bit similar, which is kind of like yeah. I thought I wouldn't like at first, but it's actually getting great. It's a great time. Heck yeah. Um, but I just really like her writing and, like, the twist that she kind of has in her books. Because you can, like, kind of see them coming, but also not at the same time. Yeah. But they're great. I love them. Hell yeah. Good summer read. Love that. For uh, sure. Love a summer read. Okay, my last point has is very similar. So mine is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Yes. Gonna talk about this book because oh my goodness gracious. I devoured it in one day. Um a whopping three hundred and seventy seven pages. Um so I spent a lot of my day <laughs> off yesterday reading it. Um and oh I just it's so good. It's so good. And I was a little, like, trepidatious going into this book because I've read um, People We Meet on Vacation, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. And I kind of was like, eh, I just don't think Emily Henry is, like, my kind of... Oh, thanks, computer, for making <laughs> that noise. Keeping that in. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, oh, I just didn't think that her books were my cup of tea. Yeah. But I was proved wrong through this book and I, I like for you. yeah oh my god I okay a couple of things I ugly cried like Kim Kardashian <gasps> ugly cried and I don't cry I was gonna say yeah you ugly cried yeah well that's not true I cry <laughs> I am a human but like not like at movies and tv and books like I don't really yeah cry and this like I think I was solid crying for like the last 50 pages wow it just was so good it hit home um it's like I don't know maybe it's because it's like breaking tropes and like it's about like book lovers obviously it's called book lovers but um (laughs) it like talks a lot about New York and I miss New York Mm -hmm. and I don't know man but it just like hit home the main female character is amazing she is like a badass I feel like maybe because I relate to her a Mm -hmm. lot um, and the guy in the book, holy shit. <laughs> I need to read it. Oh my god, you have to read it. Like, I really think it might be one of my favorite, like, romance novels. Wow. No. My mom read it. Shout out to Beth George. Heck yes. <laughs> also an avid listener. Yes. Um, she read it and she loved it. It's so good. And she read it because I think it was on Caitlin's, yeah. um, Goodreads. Right. And she oh, found out about it. I love it so much. So I need much. to read it. Yes. Um, and one other thing that I love is that she has, like, a reader's guide in the back of the book. So there's, like, I mean, obviously, you know I love a good journal moment. So there's, like, um, questions that she poses at the end no, that you I can, like, that. answer. Like, I think it's supposed to be for, like, a book club moment. But listen, discussion questions. 
I'm obsessed. Wait, I actually love that. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, like, this discussion question. What was the book that made you fall in love or fall in love again with reading? That's just, like, so stuff like that. Listen, you can roll your eyes at me during this podcast, <laughs> but I fucking love it. It just, like, just so many, like, quotable lines and so many lines that just like struck me like it literally gut punched me i actually posted one on my um visco from the book i'm reading right now oh yeah this one's so cute it literally says um this is the same carly fortune book that i was talking about what he doesn't know is how our time together altered the city for me it's like we left behind an imprint on the places we visited and now 22 year old will and fern wander around downtown toronto on a permanent loop in my memory I love And I that. said, that is so cute. That really, ugh. Just a peek of the book if you want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Different book, but. Okay, hold, I have to find this quote. Oh, 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 this is a stunning line. If, oh, okay. So this is page 267 of Book Lovers. Sometimes even when you start with the last page and you think you know everything, a book finds a way to surprise you. I can't. I'm like wow. starting to tear up. Because, like, that's, like, why I love romance novels so much is because, like, at the end, you know they're going to get together. That's true. But, like, it's the journey, people. Oh, I'm (laughs) I can't. I, like. She is tearing up, if anyone wants to know. Yeah. (laughs) There's proof, okay? Uh, Yeah, I fucking love it so much. Well, you've sold me. I need to read it. Yeah, you have to read it. Oh, my God. I've never related. So I, I think hard. it'll be interesting for me to read it too because I really didn't get into reading until like the pandemic, right? Because I'm not, I was not like an avid, ad, what is avid? It? Yeah, mm-hmm. avid reader, um, before, but mm-hmm. now I do be reading quite a bit, <laughs> not as much as you and Kate. Well, <laughs> but more for myself. No, I than mean, usual. no, I'm honestly very similar though. I really didn't get into books and. Un- Honestly, until I was on the cruise ship because we just had so much time and yeah. no Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I just love it. I love books now. It's Cute. great. It's great. Great. And you have one more, right? Yes. Okay. You might have said this on your last podcast, but great. I don't remember. Love Bogo it. Wings. No, I don't think I did. Oh, okay, great. So, um, so every Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings, they have Bogo Wings. Yes. So it's a great time it because is. I do have wings waiting for me in the fridge at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just a great time. We all go. There's happy hour. We're getting drinks. We're just getting to decompress as like a cast, which is great. And there's like a decent amount of us that go. Yeah. Um, it's a great time though. Except for the wings that you got that I loved. Mm-hmm. They're gone. They took Whoa. them off. They were limited time, and I didn't even know. Whoa. That was fast. Yeah. I, like, almost started crying at the table yesterday. <laughs> like, legitimately, like, I, I was really upset. You're like, no. Yeah, because they were Buffalo Ranch wings. Yep. And they're gone now. So I had to wow. get – the mild is too hot for me because I'm a baby. Heard. But I did get half mild, and then I got Parmesan garlic, which I had never had. Mm. They're great also. Heck, yeah. But, yeah, BOGO wings. Love Every Thursday in the Fredericksburg Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings. <laughs> Go with us. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at our gratitude list. Yay. We did it. How do you feel great. after your first gratitude list? I loved it. Love it's it. It's a great time. Heel yeah. 
Okay, let's get into the thoughts and feelings of the week. But first, let's give you some background. Grace, how did we meet? So I low-key feel like I scared Ashley when I first (laughs) met her. So we met during Ghost. Mm -hmm. But I remember, so you came a week late. Yeah. And I was the understudy for Molly, which Mm -hmm. is what Ashley played. And I remember you watched our act one run through. I was terrified (laughs) because I was like, oh my God, this girl is like incredible. And she's just going to watch me do this part. Um, But she was super nice. It was great. We didn't really talk much that first day. And then I remember you also had your birthday. Yeah. The second day of rehearsal. Which was so funny because like these poor cast members... (laughs) Because, like, I just remember being called in for rehearsal, which I was like, this is kind of weird since they're doing ensemble music. But, like, okay. So they wanted me to come to rehearsal just to give me cupcakes. But, like, everyone, I don't know. It just, like, it just felt a little silly because I was like, these people are singing me happy birthday and none of them, like, know me at all. And, like, so it was just kind of funny and cute and plus, like, I don't know. But when we actually, like, talked was when I was driving back one day and Ashley was walking yeah. on the side of the road and I stopped my car and I was like, hey, do you want to ride? That's when I thought I scared her because I was like, you were just walking. Right, right, I was right. like, hey, do you need a ride? And then you rode with me and then we like chatted a little bit. Yeah. But then like I have that video of us like doing a bell kick like randomly. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Like, and that was like pretty early on. That was early on. Um, But then we just started hanging out like all the time, and then we were going to the cast house together, mm-hmm. playing games. We bought Stir the Pot. Oh, Jesus, that game, <laughs> uh, which has stirred the pot. It, it did stir the pot. Yeah, oh, my God. What a crazy time. Yeah. But, and yeah, here and we the are. rest is history. history. Doing a I visited show New York. Yeah. After Margaritaville. That was fun. It was a great time. Got to see Astoria. Oh. Loved it. Listen. I'm like slowly, one by one, getting more and more people to move to Astoria. You really are. It's going to happen. It will. I'm like, bring all of the friends. Ha ha ha. But yeah. Okay, so chat to me a little bit about, because obviously I have swing experience, I have understudy experience. Yeah. Talk to me about doing that from your point of view, especially right out of college. Yeah, so it was definitely a little scary, because I don't think I knew... So when I got the call to mm-hmm. do Ghost, um, I knew that I had a guaranteed performance. Right. Um, which was great, but also scary because I had literally just graduated um, from George Mason University. Whoa. Shout out. <laughs> so it was a little bit scary at first, and then I don't think I found out that I'd be like doing the role for the first week until... I got there. Right. Like, I don't remember, like, knowing that ahead of time. Oh, okay. Um, Which was fine, though, because it kind of, like, I got thrown into something. But, like, we also have rehearsal videos for it, and I have gone back and watched them. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was a baby. And I still am a baby. But it's just, like. But you've grown a Oh, yeah. It's, like, crazy. Because, like, one, even, like, my callback, like, that I recorded, I'm just, I can't even watch it now because it's so bad. Right. Um. But it definitely was, like, scary at first, but I think it was a great experience because, like, I did just get, like, thrown into something really fast, and I didn't really have time to think about it. And I loved Patty. Yeah. Um, And then I definitely have, like, everyone that I've understudied, I've learned a lot from, like, being able to, like, because I think I have a hard time, like, 
making choices mm-hmm. and something, especially in a show like Ghost, because right. the character is so, so like, blah. <laughs> one, you want her to be like sad the whole time, but she's not. Right. Like, you just want her to be like, eh, like the whole show, but that's not who she is. And like, you definitely showed me that, like making choices and kind of like standing up for yourself too in like a rehearsal space, being like, I don't think the character would do this mm-hmm. because I think that's really hard, especially when you're young. You right. don't really know that you can do that and like yeah. you're able to. Um, but then I understudied, then I did the Christmas show, yeah. which I, we just, it was kind of like a cabaret kind of deal. Um, and then I understudied, um, Juliet Redden who played Rachel and escaped Margaritaville. And I actually got to go on for the last week, which was great. Yeah. Um, but that one was a little different cause I got to do that role for the first two weeks of rehearsal. So we blocked the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, but then of course it mostly actually stayed the same, which was surprising, but a lot of stuff, you know, changes when you get into tech. Um, but I definitely learned a lot from her too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the same similar vibe though, where like she was making bigger choices. And then I just, you know, it just makes you realize like, oh, I am so young in this business. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. growing up, like, or like when you're in college, it's like a huge like rush to like start professionally right away. Yeah. But I feel like that just shouldn't be the case mm-hmm. because like, I feel like I'm still so young, like for what we're doing and like, you just, like, learn a lot, like, under right. people that are, like, teaching you kind of, like, the ropes, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, when you're just sitting there, like, watching and taking notes. Um, but then you also kind of get to make the character your own, in right. a sense, too. Um, especially, like, when I got to go on for a week, I kind of got to, like... Mess around. Mess around, like, a little bit more. Because when you go on once, it's kind of just, like, really stressful. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of just, like... I gotta know. Hope I make it through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, I would say this, the role I'm understanding right now, which is Ashley, <laughs> um, the narrator, Joseph, I feel like this one's, like, the most scary yeah. just because it's such a huge role. Yeah. And it's just, like, insane to have to even, like, learn both, like, an ensemble track and the narrator because the ensemble track is a lot more than I thought yeah. it was going to be because we're dancing, like, a lot mm-hmm. um, in the show and, like singing all the parts but luckily a lot of the parts I sing are actually like your parts anyway right. um which is really convenient but yeah you definitely learn a lot like being an understudy and swing and stuff like that I don't know if I'd be able to do swing brain but I mean it's basically the same you just add a couple more yeah I'm just like I'm like if I had like more than probably three roles I think I would I don't know you say yeah. that but then it's like uh, once you understand the mapping of the entire yeah. thing, then it's like, what's another one? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just add one more. When I just like, understudies are crazy too. Like understudies and swings are just really like, especially like when you hear about people that like don't even get a put in and they just like do it 30 yeah. minutes before the show. It's like, oh, you're going on. Yeah. You're like, oh. <laughs> Which is intense. And like those people like really kill it. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy what your brain can do yeah. when you're just have right. the adrenaline and you're thrown into something like that right yeah, definitely learned a lot mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't know Joseph is just a different ball game than like ghost and I don't know mm-hmm. if you feel this the same way but I think I've mentioned this on my podcast before where like I feel like the narrator is harder because it's just like you can really do whatever with it and with the character yeah for sure because you don't have that like direction kind of no. of like a certain character and like that's that's definitely I think the hardest part about it yeah is like making it your own and making it 
entertaining mm-hmm. for the audience because you're the one telling the story. Right. And, like, carrying, like, everybody through it pretty much. Yeah. So I think that's probably the hardest part of it. Yeah. Have sure. you – so the term, compare and despair. Yes. You've heard it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Of course. <laughs> How has that process been for you? Like, have you been, like, whatever about it or is it hard for you? Like, I remember when I was – your age that was a really difficult concept for me to get over Mm -hmm. I think I got lucky because I had that when I was like a kid which is like kind of bad but like so I did like 15 productions with a community theater um met like some of my best friends there and that was what made it hard too is because like the comparing was always with like your best friends right so that's what's like really hard because my, like, whole, like, theater career has always been, like, it's me and one other person for, like, whatever role. And yeah. then I, I don't get it. And, like, my friend would get it. And so I think it was really hard for me. Like, I, I remember when the cast list used to come out, I would cry every time. Because yeah. I was just, like, so upset. And I was constantly comparing myself to other people being, like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I, like... Um, but I feel like I kind of got lucky with the sense of, like... I had to deal with rejection when I was, like, a child (laughs) Um, so much that, like, once I got to college, I think it was easier for me to deal with that rejection. Yeah. Of course, it was still hard and, like, everything. But, like, the comparing definitely is hard, I think, in, like, a college setting as well because they're all your friends. And it's, (laughs) like, you're going to compare yourself just because, like, I feel like, especially in theater, in general, just the comparing is pretty rough. Yeah. Um, And especially, like, being an understudy, too. Yeah. Like, I think comparing yourself is just going to happen because, like, you're watching, like, somebody do something that you could potentially end up doing. And so, and then once you do it, there's still that comparison game of, like, was I good enough for, like what I'm supposed to be doing, like, right, everything like that. But I think I did get lucky in the sense that I dealt with that at a really young age. So, like, now it's, like, not as bad as I feel like yeah. as it could be. But I definitely still compare myself to others, like, I mean, of course. Constantly. Yeah. No, I mean, there was, like, literally, there's um, another production of Joseph happening right now at a theater close by. And one of the narrators is rehearsing, and she posted a video of herself doing Pharaoh's story. And I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, 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 let's rein it back, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> let's not compare. But it's really, it's hard not to. It's tough. It really is tough. We got to try to push through it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the theater world, and we love what we do. We love what we do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, plus, I don't know, I just, as you get more familiar with the industry and the business, you just, like, realize, like, other people's success has nothing to do with you or, mm-hmm. um just like the way you approach Molly is going to be a way different version than I approach Molly. And I think like that's like the really cool thing about theater. It's kind of like, I honestly learned this a little bit from Smash. (laughs) Love that show. In the sense of like different directors wanted different um, Marilyn Monroe's. Yeah. And it's just like depends on their taste or their vision for the production. So Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It really has nothing to do with you. No, it doesn't. And I think that's probably the hardest thing to, like, get over. Yeah. When you're, especially, like, when you're in a, um, I was going to say, living at the cast house is pretty hard because Mm -hmm. 
we're all constantly submitting for stuff. Yeah. And it's like one person will hear back, others won't. Yep. We're all constantly like, oh, what's on Playbill now? Like, what's on? It's just like a constant, like, so of course you're like, I think I've been struggling with, like, comparing myself that I should be submitting more. Oh, no. Because, like, all my other friends are, like, submitting, like, all over the place. And then I'm literally like, wait. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's the hardest thing is, like, finding the balance between just, like, being in a show and just, like, like, sitting in it. (laughs) <laughs> and constantly looking for the next one. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this recently. Um, right. With Caitlin, our other Powerpuff girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's hard to just, like, because you want to enjoy, like, the contract that you're on. And, of course, like, we're all grateful that we're booked and blessed. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like actors are constantly looking yeah. for the next thing. Yeah. Because it's kind of what you have to do. Um, So it's definitely hard, like, comparing yourself and like I've struggled with like the Disney oh Disney yeah yeah. (laughs) just because like I have wanted to work at Disney for a really long time but I think I've kind of like not given up on that sense but I've kind of like moved past it almost besides like the one like show that they do in Hollywood Mm -hmm. um but working there is like so difficult because they're so specific with everything and, like, I, I, like, remember when I went to my audition, I compared myself to literally everyone in that room. Right. Because I was like, I don't look like that. Right. I'm going to get cut. Like, because everything is based off of looks pretty Ugh. much at Disney, which. It's just hard. It's really hard. And, like, sometimes it literally has nothing to do with you. Right. As a person. It's just like, not, can you but fit it's in just the costume? Like, yeah. Can you fit in the costume? Your eyes are green. Right. <laughs> they can't be green. Right. Um, it's like stuff you cannot control. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So. <laughs> You know, we get through it. <laughs> uh, the things we do for this industry. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so Grace is planning on moving to New York Woo-woo. sometime in the future, depending on how contracts lay themselves out. Of course. Um, but she has brought a couple questions. Woohoo! For me to yeah. answer. <laughs> Put me in the hot seat. Yeah. So take Can't us wait. away. Um. So the first one I have is like. What classes can you take in New York? Like, kind of acting classes, dance classes. I know there's, like, showcase kind of things yeah. that you can also do, so. Yeah, okay, so this is a great question. Number one, because I feel like a lot of actors, um, after they graduate college, you're like, all right, great, I know everything. Yeah. Um, but that's just, like, not the case. Like, you have to consistently, like, work on your craft and keep working. And um, I had, like, a lot of class anxiety after graduating college, for sure. Like, even with voice lessons and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, it really stressed me out. But um, getting back into class is, like, so incredibly important. Number one, because it builds such a great community. And, like, you – it's a, it's another form of networking, truly. Yeah. Um. But also just, like, finding a safe space where you can, like, test out material is really important. So, obviously, I'm a big JWS gal, Jen Weldon Studio. Like, that is – those are my people. Um, they offer so many different classes, which is really fun, and they, like, switch it up. So, like, there's an auditioning class. There's a callback class. Um, there's just, like, a, a studio workshop where you just come in and sing whatever you want. Oh, I love you, that. Yeah, and just, like – we do like different acting exercises on it or just it it depends on like what you want to work on 
with the song, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I have a lot of friends that are in Actors Therapy, oh, okay. um, which is run by Ryan Scott Oliver. That's like Matt's kind of group um, in his community. I haven't tried Actor Therapy mostly because I've been pretty like that's Matt's community. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that I couldn't like dip my toes into it, but like all of his friend group works there and um, goes to classes there, and they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another great studio. I mean, there are so many voice teachers all over Kingdom Come. <laughs> oh, yeah. In New York, which I think is really, really important. Yeah. And so that that is just like recommendations and depending on what you want to work on yeah so that's fun and important oh the growing studio is the big one now okay the growing studio they're they've been around for a while and I'm not gonna talk shit about them but they are kind of like what I would call pay to play Uh, so pay to play is like you pay a shitload of money to get seen so they have um in front of like casting directors or mm -hmm. agents um like they have an agent showcase which i'm sure we'll circle back and talk about yeah in a second but um it's hard because i don't love them because it's like i just think we are putting so much money into our careers and industry already Mm -hmm. and we're like super fucking poor so i think it's a little silly (laughs) um but that being said has it worked for me Yes. yes. <laughs> like, I took um, the sixth residency class through Growing Studio, and um, that's what got me my sixth audition. So it sucks, but it also works. Yeah. Um, but that one, like, you would need to cough up some money. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, obviously all of these things require money, but, like, they're, like, at least with JWS, there's, like, a scholarship program. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm sure actor therapy has something along the lines of that or... I don't know. It's just, it's easier to reach out to those studios to be like, hi, I would really like to take your class, but I'm struggling financially. Is there any way I could do some side work or whatever? Mm-hmm. They're usually a little bit more willing to work with you. Yeah. And then dance classes. I mean, I don't take too many because <laughs> that is something that I should do more often. But there's... Maybe when I move, we can take some together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some beginner yeah. uh, stuff. Strong mover, folks. Um, but like BDC and Steps, like those are the two um, yeah. dance studios that are pretty big. But like also a lot of like when you join these acting communities, like there's a lot of dancers um, oh, yeah. that will just like do a class here and there for like cheap. And it's just like all about, you know, creating community once again. Yeah. Well, that's something I'm really excited for too. Like when I do move, I'm very excited to like take a class and just like meet more people. Mm-hmm. Cause right now I only know like right. a handful of people right. in New York. Um, so I think it'll be really great to be able to like find like my people there and just kind of experience like where I'm gonna live and like hopping mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. everything like that. So yeah, be exciting. That was a long-winded answer, but there no, you it was go. great. I loved it. <laughs> My next thing is kind of more of a point than a question, but just kind of like being young in theater and mm-hmm. how like when you were my age, like kind of like what was your story and like yeah moving to New York and everything like that. I mean, my story was really kind of silly <laughs> because I graduated in 2019 from mm-hmm. TCU. And then moved to New York, got through barely one audition season, and then pandemic. Yes. So, like, honestly, it was just kind of like a crazy time in general. Mm-hmm. But through the pandemic and when things kind of stopped, that's kind of when I started getting over my class anxiety. Bring it in around, full circle. <laughs> um, because there were, like, 
there was nothing happening. Yeah. But I still wanted to work on myself, I guess. Mm. Um, But I guess my thing is, like, I feel like when a lot of people move to New York, they expect to book, like, instantly. Yeah. Or expect to get an agent instantly. It's, that's, sometimes that's what happens Mm -hmm. if you get really lucky. Yeah. But you're playing the long game here. Yeah. That's, like, (laughs) something to keep in mind constantly is, like, like, I'm 25 and I still feel very green. Um, Yeah. And I'm not sure that that feeling really ever goes away because you're just, like, always learning and in this industry is always shifting in some ways and even from when I like graduated which was a year ago right I feel like it has shifted right so So, honestly I just would like say give yourself as much grace as possible because things you just like don't know what to expect until you're in the city and like doing the yeah um so you're just like constantly learning yeah so that's my biggest thing is just like you have time even like yeah if you would have asked, like, high school Ashley or even, like, early college Ashley, like, what I would be doing at 25, I w- would probably be like, oh, I'll probably be on Broadway by then. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, yes, there are some young people on Broadway, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, chill. Yeah. Well, we're so young. Like, it's literally, right. like, it is crazy because I still feel like a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just turned 23, which is still kind of crazy to me because I feel like I'm not right 23 because like 22 I was like okay I'm still a kid but 23 (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like oh (laughs) oh, different yeah no no I hear it and just like I mean you just learn so much about yourself also moving to the city in my life a year ago or a year and a half ago was so incredibly different oh yeah like my life completely changed when I got on the ship and did six um just like not only the people that are in my life now like where I live like the roles that I'm going in for now like my standards are higher when it comes to theaters I've just learned so much for sure it's crazy especially I feel like in the theater community it's crazy how much can change in like a split second correct because it's like you're sitting here one morning like oh I don't know where I'm gonna go next and then you get an offer yeah and it's like oh that's what I'm gonna be doing yeah and then like you're gonna meet all these people like why you're doing it and I think like right now I feel like I'm kind of going through a time in my life like I feel like this happens to everybody in their like early 20s where I'm kind of like losing friendships because of like mm-hmm. just like where I'm going in my life and like where I'm going to be but I'm gaining a, a lot of new friends yeah like from different experiences in theater and so I feel like right now is just kind of a weird time in my 20s where like but I feel like it makes for the best time to move to New York also yeah because it's like more of my friends that I'm making are moving to New York or already live there Mm -hmm. and so like it's just like it makes me feel like I'm on like the right track yeah even though like obviously losing friendships is not easy yeah but it's yeah I that's a great point that you bring up it's just like it's truly it's truly true in the sense of, like, people come into your life for a reason or for a season. Yeah. And, like, that's okay. 100%. And I don't think I accepted that until recently. Yeah. It's hard. When it's it started happening lesson. to me and then I was like, oh. Yeah. 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 And just, like, people move on onto different paths and grow on different paths. Mm-hmm. And, like, you hope that they're on the same path as you, but, like, sometimes they veer off and, like, you can still support and love them, but it's just, yeah. like, you're in two different spots in your life. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of 
you know, my friends from college who moved here with me in New York and now they're like, New York is not my end all be all. And I, and I'm a New York is my end all be all kind of gal. And like just things like that, big lifestyle choices like that just can put you on different paths, which is great. Like go do what you want to do. Go live somewhere where you will be happy and do your thing. But that's just... It's yeah. just life, man. Yeah. Well, and I know we're both firm believers and like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like that's the thing with theater that's crazy too is like, and you'll see it happen. Like I remember like I didn't book something my like senior year of college and I was like really upset about it. Mm-hmm. And like fast forward, it ended up, that show ended up getting postponed for like months because mm-hmm. of Omicron. And then I wouldn't have been able to do any of my senior shows at my school. Right. So I was, like, grateful that I didn't end up doing it because of what ended up happening, like, with Omicron and everything. Yeah. And it's, like, you'll see that all the time. Like, you know, you meant to book this, but then you book something else. So, like, you end up not going and, like, all this. It's crazy. Yeah. But we just went on, like, five different tangents there. But all really (laughs) important. Okay. All important. (laughs) Um. My next question is getting an agent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a so, big one. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. And it's also one that doesn't really have an answer. Yeah. Which is a fun time. So fun. <laughs> Especially for my Virgo brain, which is like, where are the rules and the steps? Um, but yeah, it really, it just depends on <sighs> so many different factors. Um, uh, there are many ways to get an agent. None are easy. <laughs> Number one is through Senior Showcase uh, with college. But that obviously... Which my college didn't do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some just don't have the resources. Some don't do. Some just like... Yeah, once again, don't have the resources. Um, so there's that. Or there's doing a pay-to-play moment like Growing Studio where yes. you do an agent showcase where you work on an agent package during the class and then mm-hmm. show it at the very end and hopefully get a meeting um, or not. Or you could get a meeting and um, it doesn't work out, yeah. which happens more often than not. Yeah. Um, of or you get recommended by someone else who's already in said agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a tricky game because you just have to be really careful who you ask. Number one, you have to make sure that you want this agent. Number two, you just have to make sure you write, ask the right person because mm-hmm. some people can really get um, def- um, not defensive, protective. protective over their agents. Yeah. Especially if you are similar types. Mm. So you have to be really careful. That makes sense. Like the best way to go about recommendations is like trying to get like if a director or um, music director or teacher has connections with that agent, like that's kind of the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, and then sometimes you get really lucky and you self-submit and they want to sign you, which is how I got lucky with my agent, um, wow. which doesn't happen very often, but it just kind of shows you like it was meant to be kind of yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, but once again, there is no right path to mm-hmm. do it. Once again, I just got signed and I'm 25. Yeah. <laughs> and so well, and I, need, get I definitely need to do like more research oh 100 on it as well just on like what agencies represent what because i know there's ones that are like dancer heavy you know yeah straight acting like it's i definitely need to do my research on that for sure and like 
Yeah, just ask around. Don't be afraid to ask people about, like, information when it comes to different agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, But also know that, like, a lot of people get work without it. Yeah. It's just the only thing is, like, you need to be in New York. Yeah. Like, you can't expect to. Yeah, it's too hard here. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, email. Not saying that it's not possible. It's just a lot harder. Yeah. There are more obstacles and things to jump over. Yeah. When I think, like, once I get my footing in New York, too, it'll be, like, a lot different. Because I feel like I'll just know a lot more also about, Mm -hmm. like, especially once I meet people who, like, have agents and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my biggest advice for you is just to, like, don't feel rushed. You're not late to the game. New York is always going to be there. Yeah. So don't stress out too badly. 100%. Yeah. And everyone's journey is so different, you know? It's great. It's great. It's a we good love time. It. <laughs> Yay. My last question. Oh, yeah. Is the big one. Okay. Oh, and geez. it's the saving money in the city. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I struggle with money really bad. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's really hard, especially, like, when you just, like, weren't taught how to budget. Yeah. Um, so I love a good spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. It's so incredibly daunting and scary. But, like, when you yeah. see the numbers – you're going to be like, oh, I need to change this and this and this. Oh, yeah. I know. I, like, my mom is a very big spreadsheet woman. She yeah. is an accountant, so. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. great. So that's, I mean, as much as it's not fun, I would definitely use that as a yeah. resource. When I'm finding more and more people in my life have spreadsheets, yeah. especially actors, yeah. and I'm like, I should probably do that. Because yeah. I have the tendency of, like, I get a paycheck and I, like, blow it yeah. in a week yeah. because I'm just not – I'm careless with it. Right. No, I I hear it. I It's not fun. Yeah. No, I, I feel very similar. Um, I, or at least I felt similar when I was your age too. Mm-hmm. But once again, give yourself grace because you are 23. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think it gets honestly kind of easy when you're actually in the city because, like, you know – what grocery stores to go go to and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Trader Joe's is super incredibly cheap. I am so excited yeah. to get onto the Trader Joe's bandwagon. It's amazing. Because I did for a little bit. Um, I went with my ex, LOL, um, to Trader <laughs> Joe's like yeah. a couple times because yeah. he shopped at Trader Joe's. And I was like, wait, this is kind of yeah a big sleigh moment. Yeah. So I'm very excited to get on that bandwagon. Yeah. Like I would um, – because – I usually would buy groceries for Matt and I because mm-hmm. I'm the one who cooks because I like to do it. Not because Matt doesn't help me out. Let me just <laughs> say that. He's a great sous chef. Um, but for the both of us, it would be like max 70 bucks a week. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I could probably carry that into like week and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. So is it hard like shopping in the city, though? Like, I mean, yes. everything. Yeah. That's also a thing that you got to keep in mind yeah um i'm not looking forward to that (laughs) i mean you can like buy little carts and things to wheel but Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of a pain in the ass and i'm like no i can carry it and it's like a little workout so boom yeah there you go um but yeah i don't know i find it it, as long as you're like eating in Mm -hmm. and like cooking it makes things a lot easier for you yeah and like matt and i bought an espresso machine for ourselves (gasps) so that has saved us a ton of money with coffee oh which is where a lot of people 
I yeah, especially I, mean, me. it, I get like three coffees a day. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's even hard here because like I don't have a coffee maker. Mm-hmm. And I love coffee so much. Shout out Duncan, we just got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was free donut day. We had to it do was. it. Um, but yeah, that's been a game like a game changer in my life for sure. I'm trying to think of any other. I th- we thrift a lot. We're big thrifters. Mm-hmm. But I think the thrift stores in New York are way better than they are like here in Fredericksburg. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I also, like Matt and I don't, we don't online shop. We don't really use Amazon. We, if we're buying things, it's usually local. I honestly think it's easier than you expect. When I think once I'm there too, it's like I will be forced to budget. Yeah. Because of my rent. Right. <laughs> like because of everything else going on. Like right. I'm just going to have to or I literally won't be able to make it. Yeah. So, so I think it'll be fine. You're yeah. going to be fine. I'm excited. It'll be fun. I can't wait to have you in New York. I know. I literally can't wait. New York, New York is Anchorton. Anchorton. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. It was such a fun time. A long time coming. It was great. I'm so excited to be on it. Hell yeah. It's going to be weird to listen, but. Yeah. I mean, always. (laughs) Editing is a heck of a time. But um, if you are in the Fredericksburg area. Please pop on by to Joseph and see us. Um, Yeah, also plug your Instagram. Oh, yeah. My Instagram is Grace McNamee, which is G-R-A-C-E-E. Yeah. Period. M-C-N-A-M-E-E. Woohoo! Crazy name. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Follow her on Instagram. I'll post it through my page as well, so you'll be able to find her. Slay. Heck yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Here's a nice little long episode for you. You're welcome. I know you always love them. We made it happen. Woo woo. Woo woo. Okay. I love you all. Goodbye.